There aren't many people that I have met in this media space who have reached out past that digital wall and into my real world. But a few years back when I was going through some very palpable struggles in my life, I got a phone call from someone that I never expected. Luke Lore was on the other end of that line, and in that moment, whether he knew it or not, he crossed over from what I perceived to be an internet buddy to a true friend. Luke Lore is the creator and the host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, and he's one of the most thoughtful creators I've ever met in the space. He approaches his work much in the same way that he approaches his relationships. He's always thinking of the bigger picture and being careful to make the right decisions for the right reasons. Luke cares about people and he cares about leaving the world in a better way than how he found it. So when he sees someone who needs help, he picks up the phone. And when he knows that there's a conversation that needs to be had with a balanced and fair mindset, he leads that conversation. He's a smart man, he's a good man, and he's stepping into the spotlight with me today. This is Luke Lore of the Xbox Expansion Pass. How are you? I am good. I am good. I You're freshly cut. I am like... freshly cut. Yep. We have school. Well, we have our first work days Monday. Um, oh boy! And I wanted all those young bucks to see that, despite being in my late thirties, I'm still, still, you still neat. got it. Yeah, but we don't have kids for two weeks, so I we'll have to get another one. Also, if we're recording, um, swear up, take out the swears. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know how you roll. <laughs> yeah, not even out of like my choice. It's more like they came to me and said, "Yo, reel it in, or you're in trouble." I was like, "Okay." Who's they? People in chart, like school people. They school listen people. to your content. What What happens? Kids will find it, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, my teacher talks about video games. This is so cool." They'll find it, listen for a little bit, and then they're like, "All right, this isn't really for me." Because I got to make content for twelve year olds. I make it right. for. You know, 36-year-old asthmatics like me. So you you live in South Carolina, right? North Carolina. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Which is a very conservative space, I gather, from what I've heard of uh, from your conversations. If it's lower than the Mason-Dixon line, it's it tends to be conservative, even if you have, like, governors that are, are progressive. And I was talking to my wife about this. And then I'll let you back to your question. I'm sorry. But what, what the biggest problem in the last 15 years and then more isolated in the last eight years have been extremists monopolizing the conversation. You know, the majority of loud conservatives and loud progressives outweighs the majority of people who are like, I don't care. Just, yeah. you know, I would like health care, you know. <laughs> and right. so it's scary to say like, oh, yeah, I live in a conservative place because a lot of these people are very rational and cool and great. Yeah. And and vice versa. And and as a I would I would call myself liberal. Sometimes I'm really sick of liberals. It's like, oh, yeah. Off. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, so. Well, just because the conversation just gets. Yeah. It's it, like, oh, it gets exhausting. Many, it gets exhausting. Um, yeah. How long have you lived there? Um, I moved there? here. Yeah. Uh, in North Carolina. We moved here when I was eight. I was born. I was born in Charlottesville, Virginia. We don't talk about it. Um, but, but <laughs> I moved to North Carolina when I was eight. I grew up here. I, I feel like I'm from North Carolina. Um, so that's how so I, so for the most part, it's, it's, it's not overwhelming. It's just, you have to mind yourself because of your position Correct. as a professional. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, that makes it difficult when I have to, you know, argue with Joseph Moran about my mother. 
publicly anyway. <laughs> Privately, I I get I get my zings in pretty good, but um, yeah, you should be cautious because I love my students more than anything on earth, yeah. and I want to make sure I'm the right kind of role model. You know? Do you feel like your hands are tied when you're when you're creating in the space? Like you you have full creative control mm -hmm. of what you do. It is a yeah. solo enterprise, so theoretically. The, the buck stops with you. Every idea, every limitation is all of your own creation. Do yep. you feel like you are, like your hands are tied with what you can and cannot do because of your more professional uh, position? With XEP, with the Xbox Expansion Pass, no, I don't feel tied. I, that is the content I like to make. Um, I enjoy reporting. I enjoy commentating. I spent time as a sports reporter, as a sports commentator. I was the color commentator for a... A division two team i got like a semi-pro team they weren't semi-pro they're full pro but they were like division two um and i like that kind of discussion and reporting i like for discussions to be eloquent and thoughtful and considerate of multiple angles on something and typically if someone's swearing they're either hyper relaxed in a situation or they're using it to cover up a position right that's not how I want XCP to be. I want that to be more informational. When I do cast co-op with Ainsley Bowden and Joe, uh, then I do feel a little bit tied because I like to be more relaxed. Yeah. Or if I don't know what they're talking about, I want to fill my position and, and, and cover up that. Um, and then I do because I can't go back in as hard as I'd like to with, with the zings and whatnot. So it depends on the type of content. Um, but I also don't, I don't guest on a lot of shows that are... Yeah very vitriolic um very rarely do i join shows that are going to be like xbox is the best playstation sucks or vice versa because i don't yeah. enjoy that conversation and so it's only in certain places do i feel hand-tied and, and not on xep right that's it's interesting because like obviously what we do for the last eight years is very geared towards people of our age set Sure. And the conversations that we cover and the way we cover them has always been a little saltier, a little harder edge. Sure. Yeah. Now, Relaxed. I would put yeah, that in the Yeah, relaxed exactly. Not, not like artificially, like, let's, you know, let's right. stoke the flames. But that like, you know, we're just letting our just letting ourselves go. But now <laughs> that I find myself having a son who is eight years old. Mm -hmm. I, and I think it's it, I think it's a combination of, of like just parenthood and, and the changes that have come from, from being a parent of a child who's growing into the world yeah. on top of being a creator for as long as I have, I feel like I have, even though mega dads, I still consider to be kind of like, it's an R rated thing. Sure. I feel like my, my tone and my level has come down in and I talk. Years? Yeah. In the last couple of years. And I think it's been a lot of COVID, yeah. I think it's been a lot of just like exhaustion with the world yeah. um, and just seeing how everybody's been dialed up, right? Everybody's been dialed up. Everybody's amped up. Everybody's cooped up. Everybody is just like hypercharged. Sure. And I feel like I have taken steps to kind of self-care a little bit more. Sure. And I think a lot of that is like reflecting. Oh, well, a lot of it is the fact that I'm medicated now. <laughs> By the way, that I highly recommend that if if a person has, you know, something that they want to take care of, take care of it, yep. like through proper channels. And for me, that was medication. 
that helped a lot. And also just like realizing the things that were affecting me. And a lot of it was the content I was taking in. And a lot of it was the content I was putting out. I was getting exhausted by being uh, Mr. Hot Take. Right. And I was getting exhausted by hearing all of these hyperbolic conversations that just do nothing but fuel um, bad vibes, right? Correct. And yes. I, I, I think that even though now I still consider myself to be a mature content creator and, and the fact that I don't want kids listening to what I say, sure. I think I've kind of taken a step to tone down the rhetoric a bit. Right. I have I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I have to blow my nose, and I'm so embarrassed. I'm so 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 do it, so sorry. sorry, do it. Sorry. You got that green background? Get that mucus out. <laughs> the camera off. <laughs> so sorry, so embarrassing. That was, that was beautiful. I'm leaving that in. All right. Oh, great, <laughs> great. Yeah, but um, like, but speaking to that, like, you are a person who has always been careful, or not mm -hmm. really careful, but like cognizant. Yeah. of the vibes you put out. And I don't think I got there for like six years. Well, I I went through the, the deepest, darkest levels of depression at one point. Um, I was in, like, this is many, this is almost 20 years ago, I guess. Um, it's 15 years ago, at least. Um, you know, I was engaged at one point. I had a job at a school that, that was uh, very difficult to work at. And I lost my engagement by my own choice, but it's still like I lost it is how I saw it. I lost my job at that school. They shut down the school. It was so bad. Um, I was very young. My high school best friend and college roommate murdered his father. Um, all within like the span of a month did this take place. And I just God. crumbled. And it took two years to really figure it out. And it took two years of I had to move back home where my parents basically had to nurse me back to health because I had lost so much weight, um, trying to find the right medicines, uh, a lot of self-examination. Some doctors didn't believe me. Some did. I realized, OK, I'm listening to this kind of music. I love Eminem. But if I listen to Eminem, I'm angry. It would be great for a workout or if I was playing soccer or something or if I was sparring. But then I found I held on to the feeling that that's a lot of rage rap. Um, and, and I had to reflect on all the music that I would listen to, the, the content that I'd be reading, the content that I'd be watching. And be like, what am I taking in? Because um, there's a good, a good, it's not a, it's not a proverb, it's a saying, but it, it, it goes with food, but it applies to everything. Trash in, trash out. If you eat trashy food, you're going to have a trashy performance. You're going to feel trashy. You're going to put out trashy everything. And that goes for, for content and vibes and everything else. And I think that's why I so often identify with superheroes is they're fantastical. So I don't, I don't like real world heroes. Um, I need a little bit more of like the fantastical element so I can enjoy that content, but they're promising and they're hopeful. And as I get older, I prefer the darker, edgier versions of most heroes because I, I like darker and edgier stuff, but they always tend to rise above it or navigate their way through it. Um, and so it took a lot of self-reflection to realize what I am taking in equals what I am putting out. And I'm, I'm, I was, I would say I'm still a martial artist. I still train and I still practice, but um, there's a lot of that Eastern philosophy in that as well, that karmic balance, that discipline. And um, you learn you learn things when you're 
sounds very strange, but like you learn things when you're in a fight with someone. You learn when you learn how to punch, the energy that you put out is almost always reflected back to you. And that's physics. Like if you hit something, you know, the force you put into something comes back to you and you feel it. And if you don't learn to uh, dissipate that energy or remove your hand so you don't take the pain back in, uh, that's a metaphor for life. If you're hard in all the time, if you're constantly going at something all the time, it comes back and hits you just as hard. That's that's life, that's metaphor, that's physics, and you have to learn to dissipate. In, in, in martial arts, you learn you hard to soft or soft to hard. You never hit something hard with something hard because you'll break it. Um, I know it seems funny with innuendo, but like if you want to hit something hard, you use a soft part of your body and vice versa to dissipate energy. Otherwise, it hits you back. And I had to learn that that wasn't really just physics. That was about life. And I still make mistakes on that front with foods, with my relationship, with my friendships, with the games that I play to make sure that I am not taking content in or comments in when I can't afford to because my mentality isn't in the right spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it, it honestly, it resonates a lot with somebody I've known you for quite a while. And I would say that of all the people that I've met over these last eight years of doing stuff, you are the person who I feel has very intently followed a path and it always, it hasn't always been a straight path, but mm -hmm. you've always been mindful of when you need to, when you need to turn, right? Like right. we've had conversations about un unhappiness with things mm -hmm. and the way that you're going. And I've always, I've always, listened to how you identify um your choices and mm -hmm. why you're making your choices most people react most people are like i've hit a wall i need to react mm -hmm. i feel like you always hit a wall and have identified you know i can go left i can go right i can keep hitting the wall but this mm -hmm. is what's best for me and mm -hmm. I, you know, even though you and I don't talk as much as I, I feel like we did a few years ago, I've always watched you and and have seen the, the choices that you've made on your path here in media creation. And every time you make a change or take a step, it's like, it is so calculated. <laughs> you are like the most calculated person I've ever known in my life. And I, I kind of wish that I had a bit of that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I, I'm a very passionate person. I feel like mm -hmm. I react. I feel like I'm a very reactive person where you are a very calculated person. Mm -hmm. And I always, I, I respect that about you. And I think it served you well. I think you're in a spot right now that, I mean, I, th I think about when I first met you and you were just a listener of the podcast. And it's like, that that's just, that's Luke. And now it's like, oh my God, that's Luke. Look what Luke is doing. And it's all <laughs> by design. It's all by calculated choices. You're just a very methodical person, I think. I, I really appreciate you saying that. I um, That is how I hope that people see me often. So it means a lot that you say that. I often hope my wife sees that because she didn't get to see that side of it. She didn't see the media creation or the school teacher side of me very often. Um, I often hope that people will, will view that calculation and um, about proactive, reactive, that kind of thing. And it's funny because I, I again, go to martial arts. I used to always uh, spar on my back, like with my way to my back foot, the counter punch back stance it's not an aggressive stance i'm not an aggressive person by nature but you lose if you're not aggressive at times and there are times where you do need to plow through that wall if you're stuck 
There are times where you can go right, you can go left, and there are times where you, uh, sometimes you just need to wait and be patient. And I'm not good at any of that. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm calculating too many things. Um, I feel overwhelmed. If the air I put out is that it's calculated, that's great because I am calculating. But uh, there are times where I over calculate, right? And when I think about some of the choices that I think you're alluding to, probably Bobby Pauls or Sean Capri or any of the, the, the people that I have feelings about and um, the content that I put out, I had to change the way I handled my own podcast. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up on episode 150. I had to change the way I did it and created it for a bit because it was too taxing or, or quite, quite oppositely, I wasn't putting enough energy into it. And I find that because my show is largely based on interviews with people in the industry, it ebbs and flows with that industry. It's a very dry July, very emotionally taxing to keep getting no's from people or non-answers. I get one out of every five interviews I ask for. And rough emotional it's like yo i suck like why come i I started this summer being on podcast unlocked and doing this and then i had published articles here and and then like july was like nothing like i got skull and bones you know and it's like oh my gosh and i did this small little indie one that that will publish uh tomorrow i guess the time of this recording uh that opened two doors because this guy knew that guy they knew that guy and this is a small small game that I didn't think anybody cared about. I was just interested in talking to creators. That's what I like. Doors started opening because of that. And it is a consistent reminder that um, I can't be so receptive to downtrodden feelings when things aren't perfect. I cannot be on Unlocked very often, if ever, if ever again. You know, I can't be, I'm not the guy to have thousands upon thousands of people listen and invite them on. That's just not the nature of my content. Talk to me about the choice to focus XCP on on those interviews because we've had conversations and I've heard you say multiple times that you consider yourself to be an introvert. And yeah. is that a calculated decision as well based on recognizing that this this industry is all about connections? And I'm sure you saw the fact that, you know, making connections only provides for more connections and, 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 and it just, it's a web that expands or was it more about the fact that you wanted to challenge yourself about maybe like an apprehension to speak with new people? Cause like being introverted to me suggests that you don't enjoy having those kinds of conversations with new people, but you're doing it week after week after week. I, I am a profound introvert. Um, to crowds and large groups of people and I still get nervous before every interview even if I wing it um but I've always had a talent for asking questions like I said I was a sports journalist for a bit I was a color commentator and that meant interviewing players directors I I would talk to these millionaires every day every other day and it's weird because like I'm working at GameStop burning the midnight oil to do my content and talk to people and get articles on various websites bylines here and there talking to these millionaires who some of them are are jerks some of them are the kindest people in the world but they're giving time to this minimum wage guy trying to make it right and i also love teaching well good teaching is asking the right question 
It's learning to ask questions because if you give them the answer, you're not teaching them anything. You have to draw it out of them. And I enjoy that process. And that includes, I mean, I've had some wonderful big name guests and some people no one's ever heard of that have been major players. And I've had people that no one's ever heard of that just make small games, but they all have a journey and I like extracting that. And there are times where some of those interviews get picked up and go viral. Sometimes I, I like that, but usually it's a little overwhelming. That introvert side is like, I can't handle all these notifications coming in. So it's one of the reasons I don't have discord, right? Yeah. I would be more popular if I had Discord, I noticed that my content doesn't get as many views when I'm not as active in other people's conversations on Twitter, in their chat rooms, going and listening to their shows. But sometimes I don't have the energy for it. And as a result of that lack of energy, my own content goes down because that web that you're talking about, rising tides lift all boats. This, The competition doesn't actually exist in the way that I, at least in a way that I view it. Um, when I'm talking to other people, not even a guest, but I'm just in their chats, my content tends to get to rise people start viewing it more there's luke oh yeah luke makes this and he goes they go right. listen when i'm absent it goes down um sometimes i'm absent because i just can't handle more extroversion um this past july all i wanted to do adam was play sea of thieves and that's it that's it Talk to me about Sea of Thieves. I love this game. I haven't played this game in a long time, but every time I do, I'm like, man, this is such a good game. I see you posting about Sea of Thieves all the time to the point where I'm like, this is not the game that I remember it being. I saw something about season seven. I didn't know there were seasons. <laughs> yeah. So they used to have... So the game is nothing like it was. I did not like Sea of Thieves when it first launched. I thought it was cool, but like, I tend to prefer single player games. It wasn't friendly to that. And then the anniversary update hit about a year in, and I was like, yo, this is what's up. And then I met the team at, at uh, E3. I have a signed poster from them. I have a signed book from them, which Ainsley Bowden gifted me, which was cool. Uh... They started putting out updates that were named like every few months, like every three, four months, they'd have a named update. And then they transitioned those updates to be seasons, to be numerical. Uh, okay. Okay. So like when you look at this community uh, and the way the game is, it's still the same game, Adam, but it's not because the, the adventure is what you make it. This is a sandbox and their motto is tools, not rules, which is freaking infuriating at times because... <laughs> You can be the bad guy or be the victim of the bad guy at any point. It's got vertical progression, meaning you never get more powerful than the other person. You only get cosmetics to unlock. So your ship, when you log right, in, you have right. equal chance for everything, right? Somebody can ruin your day or make your day. I I love this game because I can just do it whatever I want now. There are underwater kingdoms. There are a number of world events that are skull forts or ashen lords or skull or skeleton fleets ghost fleets sea forts i mean there's just so much to do you can just fish if you want to go fish decorate your boat there are so many options that didn't exist that you can now kind of live out that pirate fantasy if you want to and my favorite thing in the past few weeks has been logging in we have about five of us which is too many for one ship so we finagle until we can get multiple ships on the same server. And then we just go around <laughs> doing things. And it's just our little mini fleet enjoying the world. You know, we lose, we win, we 
it's there's just so much joy that comes from that game and equal parts rage i've never been sadder or i'm more upset in a game than sea of thieves but the heights are as equally as high it's really wild do you have to mind how much you play of it does it like because you're a person that is very conscious of your mental health and yeah like can it be too much for you at times it can be sure in july i can afford it because my wife is at work all day i don't have to go to work during july um so in july sure pardon me my allergies are acting up um in july like yeah i played too much i crossed the 900 hour mark uh wow yesterday i think maybe no we had a week ago uh in that game i love that game but yeah like anything i gotta back it off and i have other staple games that i'll play like halo wars and such adam i have to blow my nose again i'm so embarrassed i'm so 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 sorry do it do it blow it blow it so embarrassing i'm so sorry (laughs) so um a few years back god it's probably it's time doesn't mean anything so it's probably been like five or six at this point but you were a you were into streaming yeah we're big mixer streamer do you do you still do that do you miss doing that is that any part of your your current content path not at all. I don't miss no. it in the slightest. Really? Um, I did it for fun, trying to connect with people. Found that it was difficult to be on camera as an introvert. Um, like, systemically on. Like, having to have a schedule, I couldn't do. That was pressure. Yeah. So I'd always be like, all right, got to be on by six. No, I, I hated that. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I became a professional streamer. For a, an entire school year, I was on camera at set times getting paid, having to do X amount of things. And it was exhausting yeah. to try and have the energy to talk to people that were disinterested or they couldn't learn through a computer or they were really just playing Fortnite in the background because their parents didn't parent. And it, it really taxed a lot of me. And I no longer enjoy uh, being on camera when, when, how do I word this? Like, I don't enjoy being beholden to another schedule. My favorite thing to do, Adam, is to guest on video for other people. Yeah. But the production side is the part that weighs on me so much. Yeah. Like being here, I'm, I looked forward to it. I was so excited. After, as soon as we're done with this, we go into another one. Excited, stoked. Uh, my allergies notwithstanding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I was the one hosting this interview, which I do, right? Like I, 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 uh, that makes me scared and nervous and stressed. Like I have a really big interview tomorrow, which I don't want to jinx, but I've been working for over a year with this person. Wow. I'm so stressed about this thing. I know I have the ability to do a great interview. I've I've proven that for years in gaming and out of it, but I still stress about it. And it's just so, so streaming. No, that's not healthy for me. XCP. Let's talk about it. Let's just really dive into it. Um, yeah, man. What do you see as your, I don't want to say five-year plan, because I feel like in media, five-year plan is is like a lifetime. But mm-hmm. like, what is your what is your path? What is your intention here? What do you want it to be? I want it to be more popular, <laughs> which, which is the most honest and painfully sincere statement. I XCP was born 
of my frustration with Sean Capri and and the, the direction that he wanted the Xbox Drive to be, which I was a big part of in the early days of it, and what I wanted to do. I wanted to be more informative, a little less silly. I wanted to have on developers and be taken seriously as a voice within Xbox. He has accomplished that. Sean and I are, are very much on good terms now, and, and, and I've told this story before, so I'm not like breaking any type of news or anything to, to the community that would care. But he has very much accomplished that. He's very relevant in the Xbox community. Is he the attention of Xbox Canada and Xbox proper? Um, my goal was to show that, hey, I can do this too. And I did that to an extent. And then it was like, yo, honestly, that's a terrible reason to have a goal. That's not a healthy reason to do it. And so I changed the show all around for me, mind you, not for anybody else. Nobody else knew why I was doing this except for my closest friends, but like now every episode begins with the words of kindness where I just thank someone for making my gaming week better. Small stuff, big stuff, people that know me, people that don't know me. Half the time I thank someone that doesn't even listen to the show, whatever. I do it for me, right? Yeah. And when I kind of changed that formula and I made a con like a, a concerted point to say, hey, I, I want to bring on people, have those intellectual conversations every time, not sound vitriolic, not be born of vitriol. Um, my goal, Adam, is to be relevant enough that Xbox invites me to E3 the way they did when I was on the X Xbox Drive. But that was Canada, a little bit different way of, of right. navigating, like who, who who's aware of you. And um, Xbox proper has, has given me two review codes out of probably seven that they could have. And really hard to get on the radar in, in North America, uh, in specifically the United States. But my goal is to be undeniably a relevant voice. And I punch above my weight with the guests I get versus the number of listens. YouTube, by the way, is the only one that shows how many people listen. And that's a terrible barometer because it's just the audio <laughs> file. So every now and again, people will be like, you only got like 200. I'm like, hey, that's not where I actually were. But the truth <laughs> is, I, I just want to be relevant and worth it to the people that do listen intellectual and show that like you can talk about one company's product without demeaning another you know too much of uh -huh. our culture is democrats versus republicans marvel versus dc playstation versus xbox it's like yo dog same life same air that we're breathing i love lots of things i view a lot of things the way that republicans and democrats do somewhere in the middle and I love superheroes from from every pantheon. Like, I don't like this Marvel, DC, Republican, Democrat, PlayStation, Xbox. It's just not for me. I cover Xbox. That's where my beat is, and that's where I prefer to play my games because my achievement list is my legacy. You know? It's from 2006. That's my legacy in games. It's tracked everything. Uh, so, yeah. Do you, do you feel that there's a little... You feel there's a danger in pinning. You talk about being relevant. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're putting too much of your goal on outside influences. Like, do you do you think yeah. there's a there's a point where like ultimately shouldn't it be your satisfaction and then not necessarily what other people think about you? Do you think there's a danger in that for you? Very much so. Yes, yeah. it's the advice I give others. Stream for yourself. Make content yeah. for yourself. Podcast for yourself. It's the advice that I give others that I have to remind myself to take, right? We often give wonderful advice and then don't take it ourselves. 
Yes, that is a huge danger. And I'm at my worst, Adam, when I keep that goal of wanting to be relevant in mind. And then like it's a dry July or it's a dry window. Like I'm going to be coaching soccer in the next uh, starting in September. That's a three month commitment where I'll be not in my home for 10 to 11 hours a day. My content's not going to I'm not going to have time to schedule the interviews. Not it can be available for the European developers, for the Japanese developers. Like right now I can I can make time. I won't have the ability to do that. Um, when I put the onus and say like, hey, I really wish Aaron Greenberg knew who I was. I don't really care about Aaron. I care about the premise of one of the head Xbox guys right. knowing me. They follow Joseph Moran. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, at the end of the day, like I get to talk every other week with Joe and Ainsley from from Season Gaming. I get to interview people that create art on multiple levels and then intertwine that art into something that's playable. I get to every week tweet out conversation or for questions for XEP. And without fail, I'm going to see Todd Oxtra's name. I'm going to see Edward Varnell. I'm going to see... Uh, the same people that are they know I just need someone to give me something to, to answer but they do it that's really who I make it for along with myself um, but 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 it's still taxing you know on the, the dry windows and whatnot it's it's a tough balance well at the risk of feeding into that I before we before we end here I just want to say I've known you for a long time and I am very proud of your journey and where you've come because not only not only measured on XCP's success, but I've seen tremendous change in you and calculated change and purposeful change to make your life better. Um, I remember, like I said, when you were just a listener in our community, and now you've you've grown so much, not just as a creator but as a person. Um, out of all the people that I've known over the years, I feel like you are the one who has made such great strides um, in so many different levels. So I think I think you're doing great, and I think you shouldn't worry so much about hitting superficial marks because the, the what I've found at this point now, coming up on 100 episodes and doing this for over eight years, the mark of my success in this mm-hmm. space has nothing to do with... Um, where Megadads has grown, but like where I have grown, and I've I've been li- I've been listening to a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people right now. I'm having so many conversations with folks that I haven't talked to in in some cases for years um, to, to kind of celebrate this. And I'm just I'm having such a great moment of I've enriched my life in a lot of ways, and you have been part of that journey. So I really thank you um, for being a part of my life and 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 the mega dad's journey. And I think, I think you just have a lot to be proud of. And I hope that you allow yourself that. I appreciate that. Those are sage words and, and I'm thankful to, to hear them from you. And I'm glad that you're seeing that stuff too, like enriching your life by the way that you are and finding a way to be, I could see it with you, Adam, like the whole, remember mega dads being super positive. You remember that? <laughs> yep. I could see that you were unhappy with life or something going on. It was evident. Like I, I saw this on Bobby at one point too. It made me very sad, um, but you could see it. But there was also in the joke, there was the effort to be better. 
I want to be a better dad, a better husband, a better brother, a better content creator. And those same artificial things that we place on ourselves for success, being at work, why isn't my content getting more popular? What am I missing? It's the worst when you feel like you're not in control of that, right? When you're beholden to the boss or beholden to the number of views or, or I mean, you and John wanting different things with your content, that kind of stuff happened. And you can see that you just wanted and you were trying, but it wasn't there. And sometimes we're not meant for it to be there. Sometimes it's a matter of helping to get to get medication or talking to the right people. And I often get run into the, because I'm, I take medicine for, for anxiety, depression, that kind of stuff. And I make no qualms about it. Um, and I had to make a choice 10 plus years ago, I guess when I separated from my, my ex long ago, it was like better living through medicine is better living. And I was very close to not living by my own choice. And that was a very unhealthy thing. And the worst part is when you see it happening to someone and you can't make the choice for them, right? It's so obvious when it's not you. And when it's yeah. you, it's like, maybe I know this, maybe I don't, but I'm not ready to make that step. And so I'm proud of the, the steps that you are taking. I hope you continue to progress, give yourself credit, hold yourself accountable where needed, because then that allows you to inform others from personal experience. When Elliot goes through something, when Nora goes through something, uh, when you and John decide to have certain discussions, when you and your wife discuss, like those things, then you have that, that experience to draw on. And I have found I took too long to mature into certain things, but sometimes I can't be helpful. The only thing I can do is be there. Yeah. And it's equally valid in certain scenarios. When, when my wife goes through something, sometimes I just, I know the answer. I can tell her the answer. But then yeah, I shouldn't say that. I should just I have to let her come to that conclusion, right? So all the credit you're giving me, I hope you're applying to yourself and holding yourself accountable equally on the stuff that you need to because I am proud of the turnaround that I'm that I'm seeing in you, especially in the last year. Because you were you were struggling for a bit, man. Yep. And I'm so proud of the the efforts and it's never ending. That's the worst. It's never ending. It's like a river. You can go to the river a hundred times. It's never gonna be the same water, but it is the same river, you know? And there's something special about that.